0: Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of my international listeners out there. I'm sure that you were probably wondering where is our Lady Teresa? Well, here I am right here looking forward to broadcasting to all of my fabulous international listeners out there. Thank you for tuning into my show. It is so appreciated. God is great. I am up and I know who I am, where I am, and what I need to do today. Um I um um just a moment here we're having a little um, thing going on here um, but anyhow um, I just wanted to say that um that I am so um that I'm so grateful to be talking with you guys and so I, I you know I was going to be on um, last week but then I had to change um, you know real very quick so but with all of the holiday preparations here we we are so quickly in another decade and for that I'm going to say, Happy New Year to all of you out there. It is 2020. And I hope that this new decade that we are now in will be fruitful in many positive ways for you. I hope that you are out there, will will learn lessons that are needed, and therefore will acquire knowledge, and therefore will acquire wisdom. And I hope that you and your families will prosper in every positive manner. I once again, and so ha- I'm so happy to be talking with you all out there. And you know, I'm going to be discussing topics of interest and um, interest and and um, you know, educational topics and vibrant, let's say, topics and very controversial uh, with the world's best um, um, mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And I will be bringing him on shortly here. However, let's just you and I chat for a brief, brief moment because we do have a lot that I need to cover. Um, as usual, you know, I like to start off saying, you know, things that I'm that I'm hopeful for, and I want to say that I wish the best for all of our neighbors across the globe who are having difficulty due to the bushfires in Australia. The uh, volcano eruption in the Philippines and Puerto Rico with the earthquakes. And then uh, as of late, I believe in Kansas, they were um, having some type of earthquake um there. And it's just so much devastation going on that includes the um uh, you know, what's going on in the in the White house as as well, you know, with all of the you know, impeachment hearings and things like that. So I just, you know, wish the best for you all, Um, you know, for you all out there. And, you know, just just try to, you know, just do your best to stay prayerful. And um, that's about it. Stay prayed up and look out for yourselves and look out for your loved ones. OK, I am going to bring on my guest right now. As I said, we've got a lot to talk about. So I am bringing him on right now. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist. Thank you, Reginald, for being on the show today.
0: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. i um, just rocking and rolling and trying uh, kind to of multitask here. And uh, and yeah, this is the first um, first program of the new year. So yeah, happy new mm-hmm. year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Now, I, I, I want to start off... Um, talking about this article uh, from the Wall Street Journal uh, titled FICO uh, changes could your credit score. And, um, you know, FICA is, uh, you know, the fair um, Isaac, you know, credit, you know, organization. I'm sure you guys out there know that. This is a report that is um, by Anna-Marie Andrea, Andrea Otis on January 23rd, 2020. Now, it says in part, uh, Reginald and my listeners, that Fair Isaac Corp, a creator of FICA scores, will soon start scoring consumers with rising debt levels and those who fall behind on low payments more harshly, as if they hadn't been doing that already. It will also flag certain consumers who sign up for personal loans, a category of unsecured debt that has surged in recent years. Okay, I have a question about this. We'll discuss this after with my, with my guest. It goes on to say, the changes will create a bigger gap between consumers deemed to be good and bad credit risk, the company says. Consumers with already high FICO scores of about 680 or higher who continue to manage loans well will likely get a higher score than under previous FICO versions. Those with already low scores below 600 who continue to miss payments or accumulate other black marks will experience bigger score declines than under previous models. Now, it says that the changes are about face from recent years when FICO and credit reporting companies made changes that helped increase scores for some consumers, such as removing some negative um, credit scoring and reporting uh, companies also recently started factoring in such information, which I don't think this is right, as bank account balances, listeners, and utility payments to help give consumers with limited credit histories a shot, a better shot at getting loans. And I'm going to explain why I'm not, you know, for that. Now, the U.S. consumer borrowing industry revolves around companies such as FICO, which help lenders decide whom to lend to. Credit reporting firms such as Experian PLC, Equifax Inc., and TransUnion collect data on consumers and compile it in consumers' credit reports, which then determine their FICO scores. Now, the new FICO changes reflect a shift in U.S. lenders' confidence in the economy which has been expanding for more than 10 years. Consumers loan losses remain low compared with, with doing during the last recession, but consumer debts are at a record high with many Americans forced to rely on debt to help fund their everyday lives. Your comments so far,
0: Reginald? Well, you know, I think this is, as, as, as I always say, there's always a way to try and screw the consumer, and I feel mm-hmm. that this is just another way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand or agree with whenever you have your credit, you know, run that it lowers your score. What this? Mm-hmm. is that? Like, who who decided that? You, you know, so if you run your score, okay, it goes down every time you run your score, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you have a a a, a 700-something credit score or a 400-something credit score. is not fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're collecting too much information on, on people. Uh, yeah, the debt, people people have debt. Let's talk about student loans, okay? Um, I'm, I'm one of those people, one of the millions of, of, of people who are paying off student loans, you know? Mm-hmm. Who, uh, you know, along with, with everyday debt, gas Cardinal rent, insurance, uh, children's school, full clothes, you know, on and on and on. So, you know, I think this is just another way to keep people who are who are not, unfortunately, be, uh, you know, uh, doing as well financially as they want to uh, keep them in that category. But, uh, you know, but this is why a lot of these car dealers now, they've finally realized that you know what in order to sell cars we're going to have to be able to sell to everybody and and if you've lived unless you're born into the kennedy family you have experienced some financial hard Mm times. and if heaven you're one of the one of the few and be thankful but then Mm -hmm. again as folks used to say keep living
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well the the one of the the, there's a few things here. uh, with, this re- with this report, it's a good report and it's a very informative report. Hence, my show is informative and I want my listeners to be aware of this if they have not, um, uh, if they don't know what's going on. See, they don't report a lot of these things on the on the uh, daily news and uh, the evening news and um, come across your phone and all of this kind of jazz. So this is why I'm uh, reporting what I'm reporting. I do not agree with them um, looking into people bank account balances and utility payments. now let me let me say this before I say that because it's just way too much. they're already you know looking at who you're looking at on your phone who you're talking to what you're saying what you're texting who you're emailing and I mean it's just it's just totally ridiculous they're, your book is definitely I'm sorry your life is definitely an open book. Just because a person and and all of you Fiker people out there, just because a person's bank account balance may be low, does not mean that they don't have money. You should also look into the the thing that people don't keep their money in the banks like they used to. People have safes and things, you know, at their homes or they're doing other things to keep their money because they're not sure of the banks. So just because they may have I don't know, a bank balance of $500 in the bank. That's going to, that's going to deem them, help you deem them as, oh, well, they're not a good person because they don't have a lot of money in the bank. That's ridiculous. The other thing is about um, utility payments. Um, Now this is something that uh, I think I have talked on my show about uh, Reginald and my listeners a while ago that before they came up with all of this FICA that they used to talk with, you know, like your landlord uh, for example, right. for those who was renting and, oh, how do they pay their, their, you know, their rent? Are they good? Um, you know, do they pay every month? And, and it wasn't a thing of, well, they're 30 days late or they were they 10 days late? Is it, did they pay their, did they pay their monthly bill? Sure. Okay. That's fine. Um, uh, Utility right. uh, payments. I don't think that they need to be oozing in, in, into any of that. Um, I, It's just, it's just way too damn much. Okay. The other thing is that if the, uh, if the economy is as great as they say they are, why is this statement, the last one that I read, but consumer debts are at a record high with many Americans forced to rely on debt to help fund their everyday lives? So in other words, they're, you know, they're racking up a bunch of credit card debt. And um, other ways that they're racking up debt through um, unsecured loans or maybe even secured loans. They're not talking about secured loans, but I'm saying all of that should be inclusive if they want to talk about it. And um, to, in order to live in the manner and how they and how they want to want to to live, the thing is is that are they paying off their debt? Do they make monthly payments on their debt? These things need to be factored into versus you know, the statement that they rely on debt to help fund their everyday lives. Well, a lot of people rely on debt to fund their, fund their everyday lives. I mean, if you, if you have not paid cash for your car, aren't you in debt to your, to, to the um, lenders, the car dealer, whoever you you're paying your, your car to, you know, aren't you um, in debt for your, for your mortgage? If you haven't paid your mortgage off in cash, isn't that not a debt, you know? So I'm not, I'm not digging this, Reginald. You know what I mean? And excuse me. And it also goes on to say mispayments and most other negative information that would hurt a score typically roll off a report after seven years. So here they go. They want to mess with this. Which means lenders might not have insight into how a consumer faced, fared, I'm sorry, during the crisis, he said. Well, they don't need to know every damn thing about you. This is like you want to borrow money. Why do they need to know that you know there was uh, information on your credit report that you know that rolled off after seven years? And by the way, I don't see in this report anything about mentioning how how um prospective prospective uh, bo- uh loan uh, uh, uh loan info- I'm sorry, loan organizations how they will inquire. Into your credit, and then that's also a ding against you as well. So they need to stop doing that crap because that also lowers your FICA score. And I agree with you, Reginald. I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna move on about how just because they they look into your your you know oh let's see what their credit score is, and just because they look into it, it goes down. What what brain trust came up with that? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Just because you're looking at an individual's report, it should not go down. If anything, it should stay the way it is. And if you're going to rely on their banking information and other such credit uh, things that I mentioned in this report, and by the way, feel free to go and and pull it up and read it, then rely on that and and shut up. You know what I mean, (laughs) Reginald? So uh, let's go on to the next thing. The Iowa caucuses is fast approaching. The 2020 uh, Democratic caucuses will take place on Monday, February 3rd, 2020. This is coming up very fast as the first nominating contest in the Democratic Party presidential primaries for the 2020 um, presidential election. So, uh, Reginald, who are your top contenders or top, you know, who are your top contender or contender and why? Well,
0: my top contender, uh has always been and remains uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Um, he's he's the, the right person for the job. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of these polls, you have a bazillion polls out there and and they're always having these polls that Bernie Sanders is is in the lead or Elizabeth Warren is in the lead and, and then you'll hear a Gallup poll or something like that, more of more the reliable polls that will say, that vice president is Biden is seven, eight, nine, 10 points ahead. Uh, so, you know, just his, his life, his experience in politics, uh, being the vice president to uh, uh, the honorable uh, president, Barack Obama um, puts him at the top tier, in mm-hmm. my opinion of the person that should occupy the white house next. Second, mm-hmm. For the eight years that President Obama was in office, and some of the ugly things that he that have been said about him and, and the fantastic First Lady, I, I didn't hear any of these people, and that includes Bernie Sanders, and you Bernie fans can get angry with me as, if, if you want, and this includes Elizabeth Warren as well. I didn't hear you all standing up saying something about these people, Trump and everybody else, who are saying all of the ugly, nasty things about the president and the first lady. What were you
1: mm-hmm. all? Exactly. What were you all? Quiet exactly. the
0: first on cotton? You know, so, but now, and, and, and with Bernie Sanders, you know, he's an independent, but he wants to bitch and complain about the Democratic caucus and all it is. Dude, you can't have it both ways. You can't claim that you're an independent and then you want to complain and bitch about what the Democratic caucus is doing. Now get out of here.
1: Mm-hmm exactly and then this 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 goal it goes on to say um I have a question for you um you know this is you know this is about Cory Booker he's out of the way out of the race finally which the he race. should have dropped out a while ago as you know as, as you know as I'm saying you know now he's mm-hmm. saying that he will he will be uh, supportive of the uh, you know in the Democratic primary race whoever, it you know is going to um, um uh run. Do you believe him, Reginald, That he's going to be supportive of no, whoever is no, going I, to be running. Mm-hmm.
0: No, 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 I don't. And you know because all of this ego and stuff comes in. Uh, you know Bernie Sanders wasn't supportive of, of Hillary Clinton. He stayed in the in the race way too long. He didn't support her the way he should have. Um, Cory Booker because he was. Uh, Polling at one percent, he wants to now play the race card. Now I'm saying this, and and I'm a black man saying this. Okay, he wanted Mm -hmm. to play the race card about oh, there are no people of color in there. Well, it's not because there's no people in color that's that's out in the race. Nobody supported you. You know exactly. You're 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 just the person that they decided not to support. Um, uh, President Obama was supported. He was elected twice. You know, so let's not play the race card when it's convenient.
1: Exactly. When exactly, and see, and here's the thing. They say this thing, you know, like he'll um, um, because I have a question about Hillary coming up. Cory Booker is saying this thing, Reginald, because he's trying to infuse some type of incitement,
0: absolutely,
1: into into people of color. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. and yeah, and and um. So he's like, well, you know. If I say this well, here's the whole thing. I agree with what, um, uh, what is the gentleman? He was the mayor. He's in uh, Bloomberg, and now uh, someone was uh, interviewing him recently, and they were saying, well, you know, they're saying that, um, 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 you know, uh, that there's no uh, black people in the race or whatever. He says, look, if you got you got something you want to bring to the table, then get out there and bring it. You know, nobody is stopping you. If you want to run for the presidency, for the mayor's council or whatever it is, then do it and stop complaining. If you have something that is going to be beneficial to society, then bring it. Then say it and stop all of this that there's not. Nobody is stopping them from getting in. I'm tired of hearing it. And then, and I I also want to say, Reginald, remember how Bernie acted with Hillary. And now look at what is being reported right now. Uh, what he's saying about a woman, you know, he said this about Elizabeth Warren, which I will tell people I'm not a fan of Elizabeth Warren either. But, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, what is the conversation, if any, from his wife, you know, that he's saying about women and she's a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I, you know, I, it's, it's just, it just makes me wonder. Sure. Really well, well what he said to
0: Elizabeth Warren, you know, about a woman not being able to win. Shows why he stayed in the race and didn't support Hillary the
2: way he should
0: have. Exactly, you know, it, it's, it's not rocket science here. You know, wow. so his comments have come back to bite it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. I I don't know. As they as I said, the ladies on the View was was talking about um uh Bernie Sanders and my girl uh Sunny Halston uh, said it. Uh, very eloquently, you know, that um, that, you know, Bernie, he does what is best for him, you know, for the moment. He's an independent. He's a socialist. And now he's a Democrat. And now, you know, I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, the real, as I said before, the real Bernie Sanders stand up, you know, and then here's. So now let's, let's get on to the other thing, because, like I said, we got so much to talk about. OK, the killing of Iranian general. Um, uh suleimani uh was it worth it to this country to this world amid the backlash that we are probably facing <laughs> you know uh what do you think about that Reginald?
0: well that's something that never should have happened uh you mm-hmm. know we don't as a as a nation and mm-hmm. um the Geneva conventions you know we don't uh, uh shouldn't support but, but you know, this country has, shouldn't support the overthrow of a government or the killing of, of, of government officials. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I know in, in, in 1963, President Kennedy did give the okay. October of 1963, Kennedy did give the okay to the overthrow of the South Vietnamese government um, uh, to overthrow Diem, which instilled uh, President Tu and Vice President Key. you know, but this is something that that we shouldn't be doing. The, the, uh, the Bush administration and the so-called Trump administration, you know, talk about there needs to be regime, regime change in, in Iran. Well, there needs to be regime change here. Whoops. you know, look at all of this corruption <laughs> of this. Dude. That's who needs regime change this country to get this clown and his imbeciles out of there. So there's the mm-hmm. reason why President Obama, reason why President Bush did not kill this guy,
2: mm-hmm. because
0: the, rather the the, the 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 domino negative domino domino effect, you know, would be just ridiculous, and it just opens mm-hmm. the door further for Putin and Assad and exactly. Iran, but mm-hmm. this is all a smoke screen you know, for 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 Trump because he knows the, the crap is hitting the fan. So let me start a war, you know. War, like they all
2: exactly.
0: war mm-hmm. and the country will back me and then that will get their attention off of what's going on. And just quickly, let me say this. I, I, okay. I was on t- television yesterday watching the regular network television. Why nobody is covering the impeachment? You know, instead of covering the impeachment, you're still covering the prices, right? And, and soap operas. Are you kidding me?
2: Mhm-,
0: you know it's like let's just keep people ignorant and not show what's going on in under their noses,
1: yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me, well, I must say that um um you know, we were working from home yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, and there was uh, a lot of coverage about the impeachment a lot um um is for i what I saw. You know, when I did have a moment to sit down and have some lunch and um, they were they have preempted a number of stations uh, regarding uh, <clears throat> the impeachment uh, process. But one thing uh, uh, that I do want to say is uh, you're talking about how, uh, you know, this country needs to be uh, cleaned up with their political uh, stance. Career politicians. I feel that, you know, with, you know, in the House and in the Senate, um, they're. Two terms is good enough. You know you got people like the turtle in there, Moscow Mitch. He's been in there since Jesus left. He doesn't need to be in there that long. That's ridiculous. him and, and all the other ones. They're not doing any good. And <clears throat> regarding uh, Suleimani, excuse me, the the, uh, the you know the, uh, the the murder of him because that's what it was it was murder. Um, Bush and um, Bush and um, uh, Obama, They were looking at the risk that would be involved if they did this kind of thing. You know, they were looking at everything that was that would be inclusive. Okay, if we go out and we take this guy out, you know, what's going to be the backlash? What's going to be the risk, you know, for not only the people in this country but the people in their country, too, in Iran and everything, you know, they were looking at the risk involved. He doesn't know anything about looking at risk, uh, Reginald. He probably wow. can't even spell risk. I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm sure if you put a map in front of him and told him to find the country of Iran on a map, he wouldn't be able to, you know. So, so mm-hmm. he knows nothing about nothing. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the scary part. This man is truly ignorant of American history, truly ignorant. He is not fit mentally, educationally to hold that position.
1: And let's Here. do the physical too. Let's do the physical too. Throw
0: that, let's throw that in as well.
1: Exactly. Because that, that, yeah, yeah, he's just off the hook. Uh, you and I were talking about, <clears throat> um, excuse me, before I broadcasted started my broadcast this morning about the terrible disparaging things that he continues to say about Adam shift. He's always talking about his mental status. He should never talk about anybody's mental status because if anybody has any eyes and they can look at him, they can look at him and tell that he's not all the way there. So that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Now on December 22nd listeners, there was a CNN report by uh, Amir Vera and it was titled, A Cancer-Causing Green Slime Was Found Oozing Onto a Highway in a Detroit Suburb. Okay, It says that a green liquid was found oozing onto Interstate 696 region in the Detroit suburb of Madison Heights on that Friday, causing authorities to block off portions of the highway and call in federal agencies to inve- investigate. Now, by Saturday, it was discovered that the mysterious liquid was the chemical hexavalent chromium and was leaking from a local business. Michigan State Police said on Twitter, hexavalent chromium is usually produced during industrial processes like plating and is known to cause cancer, according to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which is OSHA. The chemical is harmful to the respiratory system, kidneys, regional, liver, skin, and eyes. Now Mm -hmm. the chemical was leaking from the basement of the local business down into the ground and went into a drain that emptied out onto eastbound I-696, police tweeted. Had the liquid not been discovered, It could have ended up in Lake St. Clair, said Candace Miller, a Macomb County Public Works Commissioner. Now, the EPA indicated that once the chemical came up through the drain, it froze into a yellow blob, police said. The plan is to dispose of the chemical and to, to bring in a type of excavator, scoop up the frozen waste, and, and police said it you know put it into a safe container now officials told CNN affiliate wdiv TV it could take days to complete the cleanup process now this was reported on December 22nd so it's now we're a bit a little bit over a month because today is the uh 23rd that this occurred and then it says we have cleaned out the sewers and the and the cleanout drains between the facility and 696 said Jill Greenberg, a spokeswoman sports, a for the Michigan Department of Environment, Green Lakes and Energy. We're also in the process of cleaning up the basement of the facility. Your thoughts, Reginald?
0: You know, it's it, it's a shame that, and, and I'm familiar with that highway, because I've, I've driven, you know, to Detroit in that area, you know, quite a number of times. And it goes back to, you know, deregulation that, that, this so-called administration has done and continues to do that just leaves the door open for these companies to pollute the air, water, and and all of these things. Now, he talks about, he being Trump, talks about the regulations and how horrible uh, uh, regulations are. Um, And, you know, the people at his rally stand there and applaud and, you know, all of this. But those same people who are working in the coal mines or some factory or whatever uh need to be hopeful that that company uh has regulations that help keep you safe and and healthy um regulations are good um if there were no regulations there would be no fire plugs. if there were no regulations there wouldn't be a public uh a fire department but there wasn't you know at at, at all times of you know, fire departments weren't even part of, of 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 the city; they were independent. So, if you weren't signed up, your house could burn down, or uh, you know, your neighbor's house could burn down. So, you know, regulations put stoplights at 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 at, at corners. You know, so 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 regulations are, are are good, and just deregulating everything, which is allowing these companies to just pollute and do what they want, is just a doggone change. It's
2: mm-hmm.
0: the same. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that it was a Republican Richard Nixon, who started the E.P.A. Environmental yeah. Agency, one of the few things that I agree with Nixon on.
2: But mm-hmm. you know, there's
0: a Republican who did that, but Trump wasn't aware of. Okay, mm-hmm. Well,
1: it's a whole lot that he's not aware of. Trying to pretend that he knows. Um, you know the inception of, of things, or um, any historical backing or or, or facts. He then he doesn't know that that's him and his uh, administration. Now the last two tidbits that I want to say uh, about this article, and then we're going to move on. Tricia Edwards with the EPA said the cleanup is going to take time. Okay. Now didn't I just say that this this person Jill Greenberg said we have cleaned out the sewage and cleaned out drains and blah 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 blah. This woman is saying what the EPA said that it's going to take time because there is a lot of clay in the area and the substance was traveling onto the clay. Now, just a little knowledge uh, to uh, my listeners and, and out there hexavalent chromium, also known as chromium um, um, 6, is a chemical that was featured. In the popular 2000 movie, Erin Brockovich, remember that starring starring uh, Julia Roberts as an activist who helped sue a California utility company over the chemical leaking into the water. Your last thoughts, Reginald?
0: Yeah, it's um. I guess my last thought is is it's a shame, you know, it's a shame uh-huh. how these corporations with the backing of the finest politicians. Continue to put the public safety
2: at risk. Mm-hmm.
1: Con- constantly, it's constant, and I do mean constant, constant, constant. And so, you know, if, for all of you out there, you know, who are researchers and things like that, such as myself, you know, this this chromium and things like that is not good. You know, chromium is a um, um, a subset of, of of chrome, and you know, and all that. So it's not good. It's in our cookware and everything else. So you know, check check it out. You know, I'd like for you guys to be you know um, educated and and um, you know things you know things like that. For example, I just want to tell you a little bit more about chromium. Then I'm going to move on for sure. Is that chromium is a naturally occurring element uh, present in the Earth's crust. Chromium is released to the uh, environment from natural and anthropogenic sources with the largest release occurring from industrial releases. The industries with the largest contribution to chromium release include metal processing, tannery facilities, chromate production, stainless steel welding, and ferrochrome and chrome pigment production. The general population is exposed to chromium by inhaling ambient air, ingesting food, and drinking water containing chromium. This is what I'm saying about the cookware. Dermal exposure of the general public to chromium can occur from skin contact with certain consumer products or soils that contain chromium. Now, I pulled this information because I love to be um, educated. And this is the relevance uh, to the public is the background and environmental exposures to chromium in the United States for all of you guys who, you know, would like to go out there and research it further as as I do, because I'd like to know. I have actually, um, I do have a lot of uh, cast iron uh, cookware, and now all of my cookware is going to be cast iron, you know, like our mothers and grandmothers uh, used to do, you know, and th- those are the, uh, are the best things right there. Okay, Rachel, let's talk about methamphetamine deaths and how they're rising. Now, this is a report by Abby Goodnough on 12-17-2019 of the New York Times. And she says that the number of methamphetamine deaths are rising fast. The number of deaths associated with meth use is climbing across the U.S., a trend that public health officials have struggled to explain. Data from the Centers for Disease Control and and Prevention showed that 13,000 deaths involving the drug nationwide in 2018, more than twice as many as in 2015. Opioid deaths are much more common, but that number has flattened while the pace of meth facilities is accelerating. Another angle, teenagers are drinking less alcohol, smoking fewer cigarettes, and trying fewer hard drugs, according to federal data released today. But there has been a sharp increase in vaping of marijuana and nicotine. Now, meth use first ballooned in the United States from the 1990s into the early 2000s when it was often made in small home labs with, su- with pseudo uh, uh, fendrin, the main ingredient in many drugstore cold medicines. But today's meth, largely imported from Mexico, is far more potent. Now, the most recent federal data regime, for example, estimates that from May 2018 to May 2019, There were 24.6% more deaths involving meth and other drugs in this class than in the previous years compared with 9.4% more deaths involving involving fentanyl and other synthetic opioids. Now, deaths involving meth have been concentrated in the Western United States, but are moving eastward, even to regions that meth barely touched in the past, like New England. Okay. So what are your comments about this so far, Reginald?
0: Okay. As a therapist who deals with um, patients who are currently using meth or have past used meth and, and, other, and opiates and marijuana and alcohol and all of that, you know, this is something I've been dealing with for the past 27 years or working with the past 27 years, uh, you know, I don't think there could be just one cause for the rise in, in, in meth. Well, you know, better ways, unfortunately, of manufacturing it, cheaper ways of manufacturing it, you know, always developing a new, a new source of meth from that, um, just like um, um, uh, heroin or cocaine or any other drug. You know, there's always a new way to manufacture it, a new, a new type. You know, there's always something new. Um, Mm -hmm. so long as there is the desire that the consumer desire for it it's going to be there not only for that for it for any other drug um the breakdown of the family is one of the issues of that
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, the
0: breakdown of the school system i believe is Mm -hmm. one of the uh, reasons for that so Mm -hmm. so in my opinion as a therapist who has been dealing with with these type of, of, of issues for the past 20 some odd years it's not just it's not just one thing and the sad part about it is that there will always be a desire for drugs mm-hmm. you know that's, that's that's kind of the sad part that um, is
1: sad yeah that 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 that's very sad now I want to get in another uh, report that is um, you know connected to this this is a report by uh, Tana. Geneva on 1227, which attributes, um, you know, as I said, to all of these Americans, uh, more Americans are facing murder charges and drug deaths. And it says in part, Reginald, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention between 1999 and 2017, get this, more than 702,000 people died of opioid overdoses in the 12-month period ending in May the CDC estimates that 67,071 people died of all drug overdoses with opioids involved in a vast majority of fatalities. Now, lawmakers and public servants and communities, regional ravaged by addictions, urban, suburban, and rural have begun to embrace public health policies based on the concept of harm reduction. Now, more first responders, Karen, carry naloxone did i pronounce that, that did i pronounce that uh, correctly naloxone yeah. naloxone it is a life-saving drug that almost instantly reverses a dangerous overdose if it is administered in time and i was looking at a document documentary um, on that in, you know the latter part of last year in medically assisted therapy drugs like methadone and buprenorphine AKA AKA Reginald, Suboxone curb cravings, lowering the chances of a relapse. Good Samaritan law shield drug users from legal trouble if they call 911 to report an overdose, even if there are drugs at the scene. Now, as I, you know, you've talked about this a, a bit before, Reginald, that, you know, it this it seems to be a trend, you know, as you deal with a lot of people that are on this. You know, drugs that I'm talking about. You know, the meth and you know the increase in that. So, you know what? What are your what are your some of your last comments about that?
0: Well, you know, as I said, as long as there's the desire uh, for drugs, um, you know, people will consume it. Just like long as there's a desire for alcohol or cigarettes, you know, people will people will consume it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we need to educate our children. You know that support needs to come from the from the families to you know educate their children about about drugs, um, mm-hmm. and educating you know children and and parents need to educate themselves about um, you know drugs as as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have a family that's struggling with with drugs. Uh, you know, have drug usage in the home. You know, what do you think the kids are seeing? Are you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah,
0: it's, it's yeah, interesting and trust.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and we as parents and just, you know, uh, adult public, uh, you know, we just need to be, um, like they used to say, we we need to be hip to all of this that's going on um, out here. We need to know this. You know, as Reginald has said, and um, and that I have also said is that we need to educate and talk to our, our children, hence, you know, dinner table conversations and just having a conversation with your child, period, to see what they're doing, who they're talking to, what they're thinking, and and so forth and so on. You'd be surprised about the information that will flow out of out of these individuals' mouths. Now, let's move on to the next topic. NPR reports that fewer students are going to college. Here's why that matters. And this is by... Uh, Elisa Nadwarney and Max Larkin on 12-16-2019. They say in part, "Region that this fall there were nearly 250,000 fewer college students that was enrolling, according to new numbers out Monday from the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center, which tracks college enrollment by student. Now, it says there's a lot of students that were losing, says Doug Shapiro, who leads the research center at the clearinghouse. And this year isn't the first time this has happened. Over the past eight years, college enrollment nationwide has fallen about 11 percent. Every sector, private state schools, community colleges, for profits and private liberal arts schools have felt the decline. Though it has been especially painful for small private colleges, where in some cases institutions have been forced to close. Um, mm. Yeah. Now, Angel Perez says that we're in a crisis right now, and it's a complicated one. Now, here's just some things of what why, why is happening. OK, Reginald. It says that the biggest factor for the years of decline for the, is the strong economy. The last time U.S. college enrollment went up was 2011 at the tail end of the recession. As the economy gets better, unemployment goes down and is currently at 3.5 percent when this was when this was reported, ladies and gentlemen, and more people leave college or postpone it and head to work. When the recession hit a decade ago, the reverse happened. Many people, especially older adults, returned to college. Now, the U.S. demographics also are shifting. Regional. The number of high school graduates, and then this is something that is just, you know, I'm on my soapbox about this. The number of high school graduates is flat and in some cases declining because of lower birth rates about 20 years ago. I'm not believing all of that, but that may be a part of it, but I have my own my own thoughts about that. Those numbers are also projected to decline. So the trend of fewer students coming from high school isn't going away anytime soon. That's scary. And finally, there's the cost of college. And yet employers still need skilled workers, whether it's a profession that requires a four-year degree, other jobs that require an associate degree or skills of trades, that needs certificates or credentials. If fewer people are getting those credentials, those jobs often sit empty. Now, I yeah. want to hear what you have to say, Richard, because I have a, a comment, but I'm I, I want you to I want you to to go first uh with, with your comment and then um keep it in mind we I have about uh, fourteen minutes. So yeah. go go ahead.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well you know those skilled labor jobs are are still in in demand and still needed. And I think you know with the you know with the lack of vocational high schools like what they had you know back in the day when we were in in Chicago, uh, you know kids aren't being trained. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. or given alternatives to college because let's face it, everybody doesn't want to go to college. You know, some mm-hmm. kids may want to go straight to the military. Some kids, you know, instead of going to going to a break right before your college, hey, I wanna be a truck driver, hey, I wanna be a bricklayer, hey, I wanna be a carpenter, I wanna be a roofer, mm-hmm. I wanna, you know, all of those a plumber, you know, all of those things, those jobs that need to be filled. Uh but you know, it's been this concentration on, you know, all of those all of those other jobs. Even as a kid, I used to kind of laugh to myself, you know, when I watched the T V that everybody's working in an office. And I used to think, well what about the you know, the guy that that um you know uh, uh lays the bricks, and the guy is, mm-hmm. you know, the carpenter and all of that you know
1: the plumber
0: um, so plumber you, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah you know, they need to, you know I think they need to concentrate more uh on the and then just the cost of college itself is um you know that's a whole that's a whole different program there, you know the greed and sickness behind that is, is just appalling
2: mhm-, mhm-,
1: well, here's my thing. As I said, and I've said this on my program, um, you know, before, um, is that the high schools need to need a big, need a big change. Changes need to need to be in high schools. Changes need to be in the schools, period, of, of how now this isn't everybody, you know, but the overwhelming majority, because it has to be, because look at where we are right now, listeners. You know, some people out there would be saying, there's nothing wrong with the, the, the. Okay, well, why are we here? If you want to know why we're here, you got to look back at the history and look back and see what's happening, that we're here, that, we're, that, that children do not want to stay in high school. Mm-hmm. If we do not have an educated populace that will equal a thriving populace, then we don't have a population. We don't have a thriving society. We don't have it because they don't have the wherewithal in knowing how to have the continuum of a thriving population as the baby boomers, as, as we know what contributes to a thriving population. And the sad thing about it, Reginald and my listeners is that, um, you know, the the lot of the individuals coming behind us that they're talking about in this report, once again, this is not every single body, but the overwhelming majority of it is just not happening. And it has to be known that it is starting in our school system. I also have said, okay, that I feel that every high school should be of a vocational status, meaning that when that child graduates from high school, they don't just have, oh, I have a you know diploma from Parker, uh, Parker High. Yay for Jonathan. Yay for Christy. Okay. But so now what do you do? Suppose you don't have the monies to go to college. Suppose you don't have the wherewithal to go to college. Suppose you are in limbo. You're not sure what you want to do. If you want to go to the military, if you want to go. You don't know what you want to do. Because these are young minds, and we've all been there. Now, my thing is this, is that when you, when you have a vocational high school, such as uh, in Illinois, there was Neil F. Simeon used to be a vocational high school. Now, they've done something stupid with Career Academy, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. Um, Dunbar vocational, and there was several vocational high schools there in, um, in the
0: Chicagoland
1: area. When you West graduated from, I, I, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Westinghouse. Was,
1: was yeah. Westinghouse. Exactly. And, and, um, there was, as I said, there was a number of them. Now the children, when you're, when you reach your sophomore year, before you leave your sophomore year, you have to declare a major. I think that's fabulous. It can be print shop. It can be auto shop. It can be uh, nursing it could be um, um, uh, um, hairdressing. It could be so many things, so that when that individual comes out of out of high school, they have something that they can that they can go to immediately and find employment, and they can have this employment will be beneficial to them. That will help them to go to college, and or just help them. And their and their parents. Period. Period. You know they can major in maybe restaurant management, and when they come out, this is what their degree will be in. It, it's very. Uh, you know it. This is one of the things that I feel. Is a disservice to the, uh, the, you know, the, the, you know, the um, kids going to high school. And it's also a disservice because this would make it interesting. You would be surprised about how many individuals will be interested in carpentry. Carpentry isn't going anywhere. Bricklayers isn't going anywhere. Um, uh, Plumbers isn't going anywhere. You know, handyman skills and things. They should, I think that, Reginald. okay, hear me out. I think that would be fabulous if you can, be a handyman or handywoman. You would learn a, an array of things, and you could go into a business and do this because I know people who are handymen, and they make a very good income because of that. You know. So anyway, your thoughts on, your your thoughts on that Reginald?
0: Oh, I think that would that would be great, and you know there there needs to be there has to be a change because what's going on is not working. It, it, it's mm-hmm. not it's not working. So. Uh, and, yeah, I can see a, a decline in the number of students who are graduated from high school, just the, uh, just the kids that I've worked with over the past 10 years. I see that decline. And I saw mm-hmm. that decline 20 years ago in the late 90s. I was seeing it myself. So if I'm seeing it, duh, well, you know, and I'm just an individual. Where are these so-called people who are supposed to be in charge?
2: What they? This,
1: exactly. This I want to uh, make some other valid points here. Community colleges play a large role in skilling up, offering associate degrees in technical and high-demand fields, but enrollment at community colleges is down 100,000 students from the fall of 2018. Why is that? Some of the question now is, what is the next group of students for recruiters to target? Based on the shifting demographics in public schools, it's likely that Hispanics and first-generation college students are at the top of that list and will make up a greater share of any future increase in enrollment. While a lot of recruiting focuses on high school students, many colleges might do well to look at another pool of potential students, adults returning to college.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That returning adults are a lot harder to recruit, and that's because they've been out for a while, all right? That's why they're harder to recruit. That's all. And they may be thinking, oh, I don't know if if I should, this and blah, 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 blah. But there are a lot of adults that are returning uh, to school, constantly getting um, education, staying viable, such as myself and yourself. And despite a high economy, many of the jobs that are being filled right now are low-wage ones, Shapiro explains. Adults are feeling that as long as they have a job, they don't need to go to college, he says. And yet many of those jobs today don't really have a career potential or the earnings potential to support a family that could get, you know, that they could get if they had a college degree. One other thing that I want to get in really, really, really quick is that I was reading about the... um, the, the decline of executive assistants. This is for for women about executive assistants and secretaries. You know, there's in the corporate world, and um and um these individuals had a career path climbing the corporate ladder. Okay, you had these individuals; they were running the office. What the hell is happening with that? You know what I mean? What the hell yeah. that that right. What the hell is happening to that? a woman used to be able to become an executive assistant. And then the next thing you knew, she became vice president. She was a manager. She became vice president and she had, And someone in a lot of instances became president, you know, now, you know, you, you want to call and talk to a, a, a manager of this or that or whatever. There's nobody there to, to, um, to oversee and, and, and do things to make an appointment and whatever. And then another good point they brought up Reginald um, is that, um, where's the file cabinets? You know, one lady in this study was saying, "Where's the file cabinets? Who's keeping files? Oh, you go online. No, you're not going to have anything online because I keep telling you guys, it, it's just too much stuff on this worldwide web crap. So you know, people aren't you know everything that that happened, as they say, back in the day, is not bad. There are things that need to be kept, you know, and um, such as executive assistance, This gave them definitely a path, and they also made very good money. You know, and in a lot of cases, they make six figures, which is a good salary when they're you know supporting themselves and their families. You know, so Absolutely. um, yeah. Right. So I'm 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 being I'm being told that I got I got like two 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 minutes left. So uh, very quickly, Rachel, your your uh, last comments on that. Yeah,
0: you know that's something. I mean, you're right. Yeah, there was a time when you know somebody could come in as a, as a typist, a secretary and, you know, work her way up to do, you know, to do other things, you know, it's all a career path and, and it's not there anymore. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just think it's a lot of changes that, that need to be made pursuant to everything that was covered
2: today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Well, listen, I'm so happy that you were on uh, with me, Reginald, that we did get these uh, topics off Of course, I always have more to say, but, you know, as I said, I need a two-hour show for that. But we will talk about that when we reconvene in the month of uh, February. I will be talking to you guys on the first Thursday Thursday. Um, of February. I want you to have the absolute best day today. I want you to be kind to yourself and then be kind to others because if you don't have kindness within you, you can't be kind to anyone else. Be safe. Make it a great day. This is Teresa E. Keys. We'll be talking soon. God bless you.